the experience will get you the deal and then the capital available will actually push the deal through. So you need to work both sides. The more experience you have, the more bigger deals you're gonna be able to get and the more capital available, it's a whole system run. As one side goes up, the other side has to go up with it. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 119 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing attacking bigger land deals. I'm your host, Dan Rapke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Corey. Corey asked, hey everyone, I'm a newbie here. I've sent out a few mailers and just had my first mail hit, mailer hit today. I made my first contact today with a potential seller and have a question in regards to owners having an undivided interest in a property. The seller stated that he and his brother are willing to sell their undivided interest of the property. However, they obviously couldn't sell the other's interest that are owned separately. Has anyone been in a similar situation and is it possible to purchase the land or worth pursuing? Congrats for getting that first mailer out and getting your first calls. Like these conversations, whether the deal happens or not, are extremely valuable, Corey, to your long-term success because it's going to teach you things. It's going to save you time in the future. For us personally, we would pursue trying to reach out to whoever else owns the land. Uh, maybe the sellers you're talking to knows who who owns the other half. I would assume they do or the other third, whatever it is. But if you're only buying two thirds of land, I'm going to assume it's him, his brother and one other person. Uh, just I, I don't know for sure, but let's assume that I would not buy this land and own two thirds of it. It doesn't really give any value to you. Selling this on the back end is going to be near impossible. So you need to if you're pursuing this at all, you need to try to find out who that third or fourth person is, whatever it is, and try to buy that other half or third. Exactly. And just like we always say, Ron, it always comes down to put yourself in the shoes of the future buyer. That's who we need to sell to eventually. That's how we make a profit. So if the future buyer of the property is not going to be interested in two thirds, then we can't, we won't pursue that. So you got to get the whole thing, in my opinion, just always think of when you're attacking these deals, the future buyer and if they're going to be interested or not. Let's get into the show, attacking bigger land deals. Ron, this is one of our missions and goals for 2023 is just to add a zero, attack more deals. I was writing our goals out, Ron, the other day, and I literally had a metric on there that said, how many deals do we have over six figures? How many deals this month, this week, did we get over six figures? That's one of our big metrics. We're going after bigger deals. When you guys are starting out, the buy for 10, sell for 22 to 25 to 30 are great. It, it keeps our business going. We still are getting them. It's not like we're saying no to them but we want deals in there that are gonna make us six, seven figures each deal. That's how you scale without adding so much stress to your operations, Ron. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about the focus that we're putting on this. We have an extremely, uh, we have a very quality salesperson who's gonna really help grow this part of it. And he's stoked, like, obviously it's bigger commission for him. If we're attacking six figure deals, uh, it's gonna be a bigger commission check at the end of the day if he can acquire these and we're putting good processes and testing things out to really get these. We've run into a lot of six-figure deals in the past. Um, I mean, we probably did 10, 15 last year alone, but now we are like micro-focused on this. How do we get more of these? Because it's gonna have less strain on our operations. Um, who should be attacking these deals, Daniel? I think that's what we started with. 
I, I'm not like, I don't think if you are first starting in land investing, this should be your prime focus. I am not saying do not send any mail for land that's over $100,000. I tell people when they first mail, mail up to about $150,000 market value land, and you'll be able to get some 50, 60, $70,000 profit deals. But at the same time, you need to know how to evaluate these deals. It is extremely difficult to price land with our mailing strategy when you get into this higher price point, it is not the easiest thing. And there's going to be a lot of negotiation. Um, and these land, these sellers, you're going to have to provide value to them. They're going to know what they have typically, uh, but you got to provide enough value to make it worthwhile for them to sell the land to you. So I don't, I don't know exactly the answer, Daniel, but you need to have some experience, some education, I think more so than experience. The more, education the better run i feel like in this like being focused in an area and knowing the prices very well helps a lot and just knowing like ron said knowing how to evaluate land you're going to get these pas back i mean you're talking if it's a five hundred thousand dollar property ron they might be asking fifty thousand dollars more to negotiate and makes it five hundred fifty thousand that's fifty thousand dollars more versus which is only ten percent of the deal ron versus ten percent at uh you know ten thousand is eleven thousand i just think the more you get into this, the more education you need, Ron, because the numbers just swing. There's, We always say there's less risk with these because the spreads, I guess, because the spread, Ron, with bigger properties, but also it just requires so much education. Once you buy it, I think there's much less risk than smaller deals, Ron, but the education level that you need to acquire these, like these deals can get very um, specialized and they can go on, you know, four, six months of negotiations. When you t start talking about seven figure deals, Ron, there's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, some people just say at a zero, everything's the same. Like it is not the case. You buy a $10,000 property and you buy a $100,000 property. Sometimes like it's going to be a very easy process with the seller. But if you're trying to do this over and over again, your processes, the way you talk to these people who own $200,000 pieces of land needs to change and be adjusted because it's just it's just different like you go from a hundred thousand to a million dollar property it's going to change like it's not as simple as just adding a zero and having the same conversation it's going to take more phone calls it's going to take more trust from them because they're going to have to trust that they're actually going to get the money like that's a huge thing in this business is them having trust in us that we're going to make the process easy and they're going to get paid uh but what about capital level daniel um Let's say you've done a couple of deals, you've made five, 10, whatever, you've you've made $20,000 in this business over one or two deals. You feel comfortable with these bigger conversations, but you obviously don't have capital to pay for a $100,000, $200,000, $500,000 deal. Yeah, don't go after these deals if you don't have the capital around. You have to have, not you personally, but you have to have a partner or someone who trusts you because the chances are if you go to someone who you've never receive deal funding from before, Ron, and you don't have that trust and you're asking them for $300,000 and to trust you with this when you have given them no deals and work together zero times and maybe your experience level is low, that's not the way to do it. You need to build these long-term relationships with deal funders for these reasons. There are a lot of deal funders out there, Ron, who will fund a $300,000 deal, but there are not a lot of deal funders who will fund a $300,000 deal from one, someone they've never worked with before into someone with minimal minimal experience. So I think going back to the first uh, thing we talked about here, Ron, the experience level, I think like there's nothing set you need. I think 
the trust, it comes down to the trust with the deal funder because that's how this is going to work. You're going to need capital before sending this mail. Organize that, build the trust with the long-term relationship with the deal funders, and then attack these deals. I would go about it that way more. But experience-wise, I think like if you want to put a number on it, Ron, I'd say start looking at this once you're 10, 20 deals in maybe. Yeah, I agree to some point. Like in if you brought me a deal, a $10,000 deal, we sold it for 25, you you did everything that you were supposed to do and you like had this motivation, like I wanna bring you guys a six figure deal the next one that I bring and you did amazing on that buy for 10, sell for 25. I made a little money, you made a little money, but now you're trying to really grow. Uh, I'm not against funding you if you, it's your second deal. I really don't care, but if you didn't perform on that first deal, I'm, I'm definitely not going to put $200,000 of my money or our company's money up to whatever have a property with you because there is work to sell it it does not just take a good quality deal like you need to do some work to actually sell it on the back end so keep that in mind if you have the mindset and i mean no matter what if you have the mindset of attacking bigger deals like you're going to need more capital you need to build these relationships i feel like it's a broken record us talking about the funding relationships but it's just the truth like you need to perform when you get small deals funded even if it maybe it doesn't turn out great but you're you're moving fast you're doing everything you're supposed to do and uh the the funder's going to have more confidence in you when you bring them a two two hundred thousand dollar deal whatever it is and that's the way I was looking at it, Ron, is the experience. Like, I'm not going to not fund your deal because you don't have experience. I'm going to be more likely to if you've given us five, 10 deals and we have a really good relationship. Yes, but that's not going to stop me from saying yes or no to a deal. I don't think, Ron, the experience. What I, was, what I meant was the experience gets you the deal, right? Without that experience, you're going to have trouble getting that deal under contract at the right price just because there's you got to know how to evaluate and price land effectively and get those under contract. The experience will get you the deal. And then the capital available will actually push the deal through. So you need to work both sides. The more experience you have, the more bigger deals you're going to be able to get and the more capital available. It's a whole system run. As one side goes up, the other side has to go up with it. But let's get into the next section round. I want to talk about the different strategies to getting these bigger deals. So obviously what we do is mail, right? Um, and and I think before we go into this and continue to talk around, what are we really qualifying as a bigger deal, like a big deal? Or do we just want to say six figures and up? Because last night on our call, someone brought, Joey brought a $78,000 deal, I think it was. And he he's in the process of buying two deals, but he hasn't actually acquired one. But like, that's one I would fund without, a, in, a, in a heartbeat, I would fund something like that. Like how, what deals are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, we just funded someone's first deal. And it's funny we're talking about this because we just funded someone's first deal, which was a $90,000 buy price. Um, like you said, Joey's deal yesterday, that will be his first or second deal, $78,000 buy price. And these are, they're selling for 90, selling for 180, 78. I think he's going to sell that for 170 to 180, somewhere in there. Uh, so, I mean, those are not small deals by any means. It takes a lot of trust in someone like us to fund your deal. But if you're doing everything right, but I don't know. Let's say above six figures. I know there's so much more than above six figures as well. Like, I don't know. There's so much opportunity in these buy for 200 grand deals as well. But I, I say we say six figures for the sake of it. Yeah. Six figures up, we'll say. So let's talk about how we're going to get six figure deals. So you can do it. So what we're going to talk about here, and I don't want you to start doing this right away. Send mail, send priced mail. You're going to get people on the phone uh, with these bigger deals. You're going to get a lot of smaller ones. But with our strategy, and this is not what we are doing uh, 
only. We're doing everything the same, everything we teach in 2023, but we're trying to micro-focus and try some different strategies so we can bring them to you as well. But what we are doing right now, literally, I think our salesperson right now is cold calling people who own $150,000 to $250,000 pieces of land or that our buy price would be $150,000 to $250,000 piece of land. This is just literally a county list we pulled uh, of landowners. I think it might be in this county 50 to 200 acres or something like that for our price. And it's a list of 100, 150 people. And he's going down them. He's calling them. He's... Uh, taking notes on them. And this is a straight, we have mailed this county before, but he's not bringing that up at all. He is trying to just get these people on the phone, gauge their interests, gauge their motivation, and we're testing a bunch of stuff. I don't know how effective this is going to be, but this is one strategy is straight cold calling. And the great thing about this, Daniel, we talk about experience level or whatever. The great thing about cold calling is it takes very little capital to get started. Um, I, I suggest starting with mail and getting a few deals, but like you can get a hundred thousand dollar profit deal by cold calling 200 to 300 people. We don't know the data behind it, but that is one strategy. Do you want to touch base on that a little bit? The cold calling aspect? Yeah. First I want to say if, if you guys don't have experience, um, this is very targeted. So if you guys don't have experience, I would not start this way. We talked to someone Ron, who's been really consistent on all of our calls. They're trying to think they're limited on capital for sending mail. So they tried to cold call for six straight months. And I think they got a goose egg of zero deals and they were hustling. So we're doing this in a very targeted way. We're doing this in a county we've done 20 deals in. We're starting in a county we've done 20 deals and we feel so comfortable with the pricing. We know the exact amount of time it's going to take to sell, give or take a week or two. And we just have all that data. And the more data and information we have from those 20 deals, the safer it is, the less risky it is for us to buy that. So they are very, very, very targeted. So I wouldn't just go doing this across the county like we teach with mail, just getting it out there and going. These are extremely targeted. So there's there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up here. here. But for these bigger deals, Ron, mail is going to get you the leads for those bigger deals. It will. You're going to get those calls. But the difference is on these bigger deals, you have to be more comfortable with negotiating. You have to be a lot more comfortable getting these sellers on the phone and negotiating with them. Figure out what they want, what their terms are, some different incentives. Like $200,000 cash run is very powerful. That's a $350,000, $400,000 property. Like let's just say, Ron, they put it on the market for $400,000 and they think it's worth that. We offer $200,000, right? Cash close in two weeks. That's very powerful for $200,000. So that $400,000, they have to call a realtor, the realtor to list it, the realtor comes, takes pictures. It takes a month for them to get it on the market, right? So now you're one month in to even really get it listed, two to four weeks typically. Once it's listed, Ron, $400,000, depending on how the realtor does and does, does you're going to get leads there. It slows the process down. It's going to take, let's just say on average, two to five months anywhere to sell on average, sometimes longer. And that's the risk. You don't know when it's going to sell. If we're offering $200,000 cash, you know when it's going to sell. You got two weeks and you're going to get that money in your bank account, right? So now you're two to four weeks to list it. The realtor went out and get all the picture, got all the pictures on it. He listed it. two to five months to sell. Once it's under contract and that's on average, once it's under contract, Ron, you're looking at another two to four weeks, two to six weeks, depending if it's financed or not. Usually it will be financed. That. So two to eight weeks if it's financed on that. So now you're looking at, let's just cut everything in the middle. We're 3.5 months. We're two weeks to list. So now that's four months and then closing your five months on average, probably from actually when they called the realtor and made that decision to actually getting their money in their bank versus that two weeks. 
And then on top of it, Ron, land realtors typically take around 10% or so, 6 to 12% we see on average. Let's just say 10% because that's what we commonly see, 8, 10, 12%. 10% that- that's assuming they called the right realtor too. And like a realtor that actually knows how to sell land, they might've just called their neighbor who's a realtor and does, has never sold a piece of land, but go on, sorry. Yeah, this is assuming they know how to sell land. Exactly. And you can call the wrong person that doesn't know land and doesn't know where to list the properties and how to sell it. And this can take much longer. This is a land specialist realtor that I'm referring to, which a lot of people don't know there is a big difference with people who not a lot of realtors know land. So there's risk in that as well. Um, So now you're $40,000 of realtor plus closing costs. So you get $350,000 after five, six months. But that's the question. You don't know if you're getting that $350,000 round versus $200,000 in two weeks. If you need money, if you're tight on money, there's risk of listing it on the market. You don't know when and if it's going to sell. Like it is, we are a marketing company, Ron. That's how I like to look at it. And we specialize in evaluating land and making land look really fancy. We'll put your $20,000 property on the market, Ron, like it's a $2 million house. You know, that's how we're listing it. We're getting the drone photos. We're getting the descriptions. We put all that time into it. We are a marketing company um, and that's what we do. But I just went on a tangent, Ron. What do you have to add to that? Yeah, I just think, I mean, without a doubt, like that is from a seller side, like the value we bring. And we are doing this, like Daniel said, we've done 20 deals in this county that we're starting with, with the cold calling. That means we have a title company that we have a very, very good relationship with. Uh, they can close these deals with title insurance in three to seven days. So if I call these, if our salesperson gets on the phone with someone who's, I mean, there's going to be health situations. There's going to be people that need money. We are in the midst of a recession. So if we call someone and we have $200,000, $225,000 ready to go, we have cash ready, we can close it's right now it's Thursday. We can close by next Wednesday. Like that is an intriguing, intriguing offer, no matter what the price is. If they can pay for whatever bills they need to pay for. And that's the reality of it, uh, especially if they're not using the land. So I'm extreme. There is something to this. We're going to figure out the strategy behind it so we can help you guys. And a lot of people, it's going to be a lower uh, cost of entry, I think eventually, Daniel, when we eventually teach how to do this and figure out the way, but there is definitely something to this and you guys can see. And and a lot of the thing is Daniel, actually, I'm kind of going to go on tangent a little bit, but the difference is if we get them on the phone, they answer the phone. These are people that might've got that piece of mail and you didn't have a chance to vote a relationship. Like even if you did mail them, they might've got it. They might've opened it. They might've thought it was a spam, whatever it is, a scam. Uh, So these are going to be different motivated people that wouldn't have called us when they got a mailer and maybe they didn't get a mailer at the right time. Uh, So I don't know. I'm really excited about this. It's going to take a lot of work from the salespeople and having a sales staff and managing a sales staff, but there is definitely something here. I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. It is. And that's what we're, what Ron and I are doing right now. We're throwing a bunch of things on the wall with this and seeing what sticks. We have data to see what these people's income are. Are they out of state? Are they in state? How far do they live from the property? Uh, what kind of house do they live in? How much is their house? What other assets do they have under their name? Like we have all this data. So once we figure exactly who the person is that is selling us these bigger deals that their land, we'll be able to teach that to you guys. I would not go and start this right now. Like you can waste a lot of time. And at the end of the day, Ron, our members are still making hundreds of thousands of dollars and some are making millions of dollars buying for 10, selling for 30, buying for 50, selling for 110. 
like you still make a boatload of money. We're just saying, okay, we're making that kind of money. How do we make it more efficiently? If you're starting, focus on what we know. Focus, like you can make a ton of money in a really quick time with this business model. So don't get ahead of yourself. Have this in the back of your mind. Okay, within six months, my goal is to get a six-figure deal or to get uh, a $200,000 deal. But right now, if you're new, I wouldn't focus on this period. Like just have that as a goal in the back of your mind. Focus on those smaller deals. You'll get extremely uh, financially wealthy from this. And I would focus on what we know works. When Ron and I come up with the system, we'll start teaching that as well. Yeah, I think we can target. And again, this is like when we come up with these topics, guys, and to be very clear with our business model right now, this is five to 10% of what we are doing in our business in terms of our effort and focus. But it is something that is going to get effort and focus from us and from our sales staff. But this is a very small portion, like 90% of our effort and focus is how to acquire land from direct mail from these offer prices that we teach. Uh, so we, we've tried other things that have failed. I think we talked about texting before, Daniel. Texting did not work. Texting is a very like spammy thing that people do not respond well to, like getting uh, unsolicited text. If we get someone on the phone, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to yell at our salesperson, uh, but it just takes that one person that he can build a relationship with, that he can explain our process with. So in the long run, I, I really feel strong. Cold calling's worked for how many years? You know, 100 years since people started cold calling or whatever. It's going to work in this. It's just finding out the right people to target. Um, but uh, yeah, don't don't lose your focus on what we're doing or what we're teaching. I think, Ron, there's, texting does have a place um, in the future for like follow-ups and things like that. But I just want to bring up that one circumstance, the one instance talking to Dana, Ron, when she, I knew she hired a consultant to text and all that stuff and she was putting in and she said in the, I think it was last week's webinar, Ron, she said how she has had zero results from it so far. And I know she attacked it full force and I'm not dogging any consultants out there or I, I just want, like our goal is to provide you guys with the most freedom that we can possibly do. And we want to teach that what's working for us and what's working for our members and the community to help you guys reach that freedom and that financial freedom you're looking for. But Ron, let's get into, there's another way to add a zero. There's another way to hit these six figure deals. It's buying a property for $50,000, buying a property for $60,000, but it's a six figure deal because we're going to make some improvements. Maybe we're subdividing, maybe we're adding other minor improvements to it, Ron, but all of a sudden that $50,000 property can turn into 150, 200. You just have to add some improvements throughout. So let's talk about that. Yeah. And this is like we said at the beginning, or like Daniel said at the beginning, attacking bigger deals is one of our uh, company goals in 2023. And uh, project-based deals are going to be a part of that. It's how we, it, it's just how we're going to test out a lot of things again with that too. So it's going to be taking that $50,000 property, subdividing it into five uh, plots and selling it for $200,000, maybe putting $20,000 into the survey and subdividing it, all that stuff. Uh, you can also add driveways. You can add, you could add a freaking mobile home if you really wanted. So there, there's so many different things in the project-based aspect. I think there's, that's even more skill, Daniel. I do not want people doing, especially like if you're talking about putting things on your land, subdividing is one thing. You can probably do that after five flips or something like that. You could learn how to subdivide. Uh, but I don't want people trying to put a mobile home on a land on their first piece of property that they acquire like that should be 20 30 40 deals in and it is extremely difficult right now to do that and guys to be honest like there's probably a thousand plus different ways to make money from land it's easy to get distracted and be like oh think of someone was telling me the other day how 
in Ireland, if you get a tiny little piece of land, they'll call you um, not a king. What's what's it called? They'll call you. They'll give you like a king noble landowner certificate in the mail or some crazy thing. And like that's how they're making money is by selling these tiny little chunks of land and then giving this like Irish king noble certificate to you. Um, and pretty cool idea. And like people are giving it to gifts for people and say, I'm a landowner in Ireland and all this different stuff like there. And that's like so far fetched, but I'm just giving a crazy example of how many different ways there are to make money. Don't get too distracted at first. At first work, no, we know what's working. So focus on what is working and what's going to get you there. And then all of a sudden you have all this extra money, capital and time invested in these other areas, Ron. I don't have too much to add though. No, I think with the like the difference between project-based and just flipping the land again is going to be, you want to turn your capital fast when you're first starting, the, your first three, six, 12 months. You want to turn your capital fast and flipping the land, getting it sold quickly is the best way. And it's also going to teach you a ton. Just like the question at the beginning about undivided interest, Daniel, like you're going to learn so much as you send more mail, as you get more calls in, as you negotiate, as you sell land on the back end. And that is the best way to kind of maybe run into a project-based niche uh, as you do three, five, 10, 15 deals. But yeah, stay focused on what we teach. But I, I think this is a really important lesson because as you go into your second year, your third year of land investing, like thinking about these different things and putting five or 10% of effort, we would never throw away what we do with our direct mail because how effective it is, but we're sure going to try some different things with five or 10% of our time and effort. Absolutely. I don't have too much to add, Ron. I think this was a really good, powerful episode. I hope you guys got a lot from it. If you have guys, if you have not already, please leave us a review on Apple podcast. It really helps this business grow and our mission to reach more people. We really, really appreciate this. Share this with a friend, copy and paste the Apple podcast link or wherever you're listening, send it to a friend that could, that this could help. Other than that, Ron, thank you guys for joining and we'll see you guys next episode. Thanks everyone.